Hello everybody, Dan Cleary here with a little rare form radio disclaimer because I am an absolute moron. For the first 15 or 20 minutes of the show, I did not have my proper microphone plugged in, so please bear with us until you hear the point where I figure out just how stupid I really am. Enjoy the show. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. You know what I haven't done in a really long time? All right. Welcome to Rareform Radio. <laughs> that feels right. It feels good. It doesn't to me. It feels like I shouldn't have went back into that pool just now. I shouldn't have dipped my toe back in because now, you know, it's going to be an expected thing. You know, do it again then. Fuck it. Start. Right. <clears throat> come up with something new right now. Okay, ready? All right. Oh, that's the same thing. Yeah, that's See, the I, same I, I, don't, I don't have anything new. Oh, welcome okay. to Rareform Radio. <laughs> no, we're going to keep all that. Welcome to Rareform Radio. I am one of your hosts of the evening, Todd Newman, and along with me across the internet. The worldwide, the worldwide web, as it were, uh, is Mr. Dan Cleary. Yo, and don't think I didn't hear you say worldwide just now. I heard it. I didn't. No, that's on your end because I said worldwide web. You said worldwide, worldwide web. Yeah, that's what I said. Worldwide web. But first, you said worldwide. I didn't. That's your <sighs> shitty fucking system that you have. Whatever bullshit internet you got going on over there. Cause you're all blurry and pixelated and I like am? half the sh- yeah, and half the shit that you say doesn't even get to me. I'm just reading your lips basically at this point. Are you serious? No. I'm just Okay. Kidding. All right. Well, I can't uh, wait for the show to be over so I can listen back and hear you say why. And you know what? I don't really give a shit because I'll tell you this. There might be a chance that I'm not gonna do the show anymore. And I think that you know why. Oh, I do. You love it's, them. It's not funny. It's <laughs> it's not clever. It's not creative. It's actually shit that my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, doesn't even do anymore because she's matured out of that kind of app using. Like right? a loser. Uh-huh. The only thing that I will give you about it is that it's completely infuriating. There's nothing more infuriating <laughs> about it. And if you post another one, I'm out of rare form radio. That's that's this thing. That's the the deal I'm putting on the table right now. Let everyone know what you're talking about. Okay, what I'm talking about is, is Dan posts. I almost feel like you're posting them at me. Like I take it personally. Here's the thing: is that I don't have to because people tag you in them when I when I post them. I know, and I'm going to block those people too because <laughs> Dan does these fucking app videos where it's like him with tits and and as Britney Spears and I don't even know who the fucking stars are of the day Cardi B or whoever they're creepy they're not funny they're disgusting and they're infuriating and I want to put a stop to it they're also 
a smash hit on my feed. You know, well, yeah, a bunch of people who are friends with you are friends with you because they're like-minded and they're jerk-offs Dude, too. I gotta say, the most comments I get are from supporters of this radio show. Yeah, well, of this podcast. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. I hate them. Nothing makes me more angry. There's like shootings going on in Canoga Park. Isn't that where those shootings were? Kenosha, Wisconsin, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Same. Canoga <laughs> Park. There's probably that too. I mean... That's like the Canoga Park of Wisconsin, I think. Basically. Like, I, I, I watch that shit on the news. I fucking can't get a cup of coffee without it being a big deal at Starbucks. Everybody knows all my fucking gripes. Nothing makes me angrier. Like, I might have to unfollow you. I won't block you, but I might, because I, I can't see them anymore. Dude, this I, is... Because I open the thing up, like, I open it up, and I'm like, ah! Like, it's like, turn away, look away! I think, it seems like the, like the videos that I post are the worst part of Trump's America for you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yep. It's exactly right. So, you know. listen, I'll tell you what. If Biden wins... I won't post any more of those for two weeks. Uh, no, if Biden wins for his entire term. Oh, I don't know. His if I entire do that. term. I, I well, need. I need the attention and you, the validation. Yeah, I know that you do. That's why it infuriates me so much. Yeah, like it makes me feel good. Like the attention. I'm gonna check it now because I haven't checked in a few minutes. So there might be other comments on it. It's so exciting. What do we got? Well, just four likes. Fuck. So you're what you're saying in essence is that you're willing to put your egotistical, immature need for attention over the possibility of a democratic president. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. I just I want mean, to know where you listen, stand. I definitely like I lean blue for my voting and everything, but just like every American, I'm completely fixated on my own like happiness and whatever makes me feel good in the moment. Right. And yeah. it's the fact that that's what makes you feel good. That's infuriating to me. Oh, that part makes me sad too. If I'm being honest, yes. <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. part is not, I'm not like stoked with how it makes me feel when I get like, Oh my God, another one. Keep them coming. This is the best part of my day. Um, you know, I wish it was because of like just the person I am, not the fact that I put my face into an app that makes that video by that itself. Does it, that does yeah. it for you. Exactly. Now, if you, if you had like went out, shot yourself on green screen, took footage, you know, really cool classic footage from somewhere, you know, Marilyn Monroe singing, you know, in, in some, you know, some setting and, and went out and shot it and edited it and like put like $150,000 of your own money, sold bats to be able to afford the money to make these creative artistic statements. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of him, but he's doing it. That's what he loves to do. But the fact that it's this and it just makes it for you, that drives me even crazier because my kids will do that to me. Not so much Luca, but my daughter will make something, it's something, some app or whatever. She's like, Look what I made. And I'm like, You didn't make that. She's like, What yeah. do you mean? I'm like, No, you did not make that. The generator, the app 
that developer generator the developer made it so that you could just put anything like i'm like look you know like a fucking bottle of water all right yeah. now that's in it now that's made it too like yeah. i'm like draw a picture write a song play your fucking guitar whatever you know anyway so that's the deal you post another one <laughs> hello hello lisa <laughs> you wouldn't dare now i know you're lying oh god All right, it's so fun you, let me ask you this question do you uh that's another reason why it's infuriating is because you think it's fun oh it is it's not dude it's more fun it's not fun it's more fun than most anything else i can do during quarantine when you took mushrooms a couple weeks ago and you were cracking up and doing yeah. that, did you ever even think to pick up the phone and make those videos? No, but you gave me an idea now. Like next time I take them, I got to look at those videos and I will laugh until I die. See, the thing is, the reason why you didn't think to make one of those videos then or look at them or whatever is because you were actually having actual fun. Not this. I've been stuck in the house for seven months. COVID, iPhone addicted, app crazy, you know, fucking nine year old child mindset fun. You're just jealous because you can't find happiness, and you you just yeah. don't like that I have it. Well, I don't go. I don't go for cheap happiness. I go for real happiness, and I do realize there's none in the world. Mm -hmm. So there, there's that. True. Oh, but, I also uh, want to point out, like, for anyone listening who thinks that Todd is not serious. He 100% is completely serious because I sent a couple of his face on it and I didn't get the thumbs down. I didn't get the annoying thumbs up. I got nothing. So I sent one. I'm like, okay, he might be in a, he might be having a tough day. Maybe he's, you know, teach like maybe those kids are in school at home and he's busy or he's writing. So I'll hold off the next day. I send one of you as Jack Torrance from the shining, which I thought you might mm -hmm. actually like. Mm -hmm. nothing no response no acknowledgement i texted something That's else a few hours later and you responded yeah something of of like <laughs> pertinent to right. my life my life somehow right. so right. i uh I decided that, you know, there's an old saying that's what they call not dignifying with a response. It works. I mean, I'm going to keep sending them, but did you okay, was there any part of you that even remotely enjoyed you as Jack Torrance? No, because if you would have just sent me as Jack Torrance without this whole backstory of bullshit posting that you had done, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Dan, you know, I, he knows I love The Shining. That's a cool thing. But because I know it's in that mindset of what you're into and love, I couldn't. You actually ruined The Shining for me. Now you should feel bad. Oh, I can't shit. ever watch The Shining again. Well, then you're going to hate this. I'm going to send you one right now, and I want your... No, I'm not, I'm Listen, not looking at it. Just, I'm not going to look at it. I need I'm, you to do a live, <laughs> a live reaction of it, please. No, no. I'm, what, what about not dignifying with a response are you not getting? You don't have to respond. Just look at it, and we'll move on. No, the, I'm not going to look at it. That's look, my response. Look yeah. at it. Okay, okay. So, you see this? Watch. Don't be a fucking asshole. All right. You know what I want to do? You see that? I did. <laughs> right now, I'm going to post it on our Instagram. <laughs> I'll fucking delete that Instagram. 
I have the password. I know, I know, but it's going live. <laughs> it's going live right now, just for a second. <laughs> and I'm going to post it all night long. And I'm going to change the password. <laughs> You're just, you really don't want me to do this show with you anymore, do you? I do more than anything, but I know you don't want to do it. So I'm trying to set you free. By the time you all hear this show, this this tweet will be long gone, but it's up no, for it's right gone now. Already. No, it's gone. I deleted it. <laughs> That's amazing. It's gone. If you had the chance to see it, you're one of the lucky ones because I already deleted it. Guess I'll have to put it on my page. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here, anyway. here's another, uh, another thing regarding our show. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, I know the rare form radio, uh, gmail.com, which you, we would rather you just Instagram us if you want to send us a message or a question, but for any emergency reason, you needed to go to rare form radio at gmail. Or, or if you're not on Instagram or something. Right. You, you most certainly can. Uh, I don't check it as much, but is, do you have it able to check? Like, is it on your phone? Like, is it something you check often? No, almost never. Okay. It's, it's something I don't check all that often, but I do check it sometimes. And I got something from Apple. Rareform Radio is charting on Apple Podcasts. Hi there. Congratulations. Rareform Radio is now ranked number 165, which, you know, okay. Is now ranked number 165 on Apple Podcast Comedy Chart. You shouldn't be. Wait, there's more. Oh. <laughs> In Slovakia. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, look, I swear to God, look at the email. Oh, my God. Please screenshot that and send it to me. That's, that's going to go up on our <laughs> Instagram immediately. So, like, I just got you know, so proud for a, a millisecond. You know me and, like, <laughs> sure, I have pride and all that, but, like, I don't go nuts over it you know what i mean like and i was like oh okay charting 165 i mean there's fucking you know for comedy it's not even all podcasts is comedy there's probably like 166 comedy podcasts but then like it was almost like did someone send this as a joke like i was about to say to you it is a perfectly crafted joke Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Rareform Radio is now ranked number 165 on the Apple podcast comedy chart in Slovakia. (laughs) Slovakia. I'm going to change our Twitter tonight to be the 165th most popular comedy show in Slovakia. (laughs) (laughs) Are we that terrible? Holy shit. Not in Slovakia, we're not. But that's the thing, too. But the, that's the funniest part too is how much comedy are they ingesting in Slovakia that we got to number one sixty five? <laughs> like, you know, it would be I could see the joke being you're the number two podcast, you know, uh, charting number two, and you get all excited in Slovakia and like, uh okay. even that even that's a funny joke. One hundred and sixty-five in Slovakia. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta change our, our Twitter right now. The uh, 
the 165th funniest podcast in Slovakia. Yeah, wait, I'm going to send it to you right now. There we go. It's on our Twitter. <laughs> Dude, that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. That's why I was banking on that you didn't see it because I wanted to save it for tonight. Oh, I just dude. sent you the screenshot of it. And the way that you delivered it was beautiful too. Because like for a second I was like, holy shit, like we've been doing this for, for 10, 11 years. Maybe it's starting to catch on. But now we know <laughs> it never will. It's never going to catch on. Not even in Slovakia. <laughs> or 165. Even, or not even like a cool country in Europe. It could have said like 165th funniest podcast in some country in europe yeah <laughs> in berlin or some something progressive city yeah. england whatever the fuck but slovakia wow so listen <laughs> if you, uh, so whoever is our slovakian listener you yeah. have to send us an email or something um yeah gotta we, know. well what we need to do is because i really i i honestly believe that there's 165 shows that Slovakia gets streaming and we just entered at 165, which makes us part of the chart. Which you basically know? just means like, technically our show does play there. Right. Technically our show does play there and probably one person clicked on it, right? Whoever that one person is in Slovakia, our biggest Slovakian fan. We're talking to I you. We're talking to you and I want you to send <clears throat> us a picture a cool picture of yourself because I will get t-shirts made of our number one Slovakian fan. And I was going to say, if you really are someone in Slovakia that listens, hit us up, prove it, and we will send you a t-shirt of your choice. Yes. That's incredible, dude. I mean, incredibly embarrassing, but it's incredible. Or we'll send you government papers to get your ass out of that fucking hellhole, <laughs> Dude. That's funny shit, man. That's Only really passports in Slovakia. Oh man, I can't get over that shit. Did you see this uh, this Ron Jeremy news? No. Ron Jeremy, I guess, got in trouble for some kind of sexual assault shit a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, I heard. A, I heard about that. So he just got hit with twenty more counts of sexual assault, including raping a 15-year-old girl, which is obviously a minor. And Ron right. Jeremy, the maybe the most famous male porn star of all time, yeah. is, is facing 250 years in prison. Wow. And, like, he's one of those guys where just by looking at him, you wouldn't think he's a pervert or a sex offender. <laughs> what do you, that's a joke, right? Yes, it is. Have you ever the been around Jeremy? Yeah, several times and, mm -hmm. and, and hung out with him. And in fact, there is a film somewhere out there in the ethos. It's not streaming, so don't look for it. There is a film called Love and Happiness. And Dave and I played a clip on it. When we were doing Spread TV, we had Ron on as a guest. And uh, we played a clip of it because there, it's an independent film that a friend of mine made very low budget thing and i was in it as an actor and there's a scene <clears throat> where i'm supposed to be working on a car in a garage it's up on a lift and these guys come from behind and handcuff me to under the car and they lower the car on the hydraulic press 
and kill me. And Ron's one of the killers. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So we played that clip for him and he like remembered and knew everything about it and everything. But, um, I've met Ron several times and, uh, and you know, Dave knows, him, you know, a bunch of people know him, but, um, He's always been seeming like a nice guy to me. I mean, if those things are true, that's horrible, especially because this is a guy who fucking gets laid for a living. Used but, to, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, used to or whatever, but I, you know, if it's true, fuck him. If it's not, that's horrible that he's going to get railroaded. But I don't Dude. I don't know anything about the case, so I, <clears throat> excuse me, so I don't know. You don't say fuck him because, listen, you're part of the Hollywood elite, which means you're in the same... I am, not, him. I am not part of the Hollywood elite and QAnon is going to have a feeling like <clears> this one. I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know about the accusers. 20 more counts. I don't know. I've That's seen a- his cock assault many pussies on film. If not you could the, call not it the that. best looking dick. No. But huge. I traded yeah. for mine. I'd, I'd gladly have his so over dude, mine. There's a, he famously can suck his own dick. He's done it many times. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Hold on a minute. Can you hear me now? I've you, been able to hear you the whole time. Can you hear me better now? Better. It's more muted, but okay. better. Less, less. But it didn't sound horrible before. I didn't have my uh, microphone actually plugged in. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, thing. I can hear you better now. All right, cool. Um, um, so Ron Jeremy can famously suck his own dick, and I'm wondering if he was your inspiration when you tried to do it yourself. I don't think I knew about Ron at the time of my trial, so it was a it was an improv thing spawned oh, okay. from my own mind. Yeah, it so beats the- fucking making a meme on a fucking app. Dude, it's so great. I'm so creative. Why don't you try sucking your own dick instead? Listen, I think if it's you very- could do that and then you sent me a video of that, I'd respond. A little check mark. Dude, if I could suck my own dick, I've said it before, I would have no Instagram. I wouldn't have a radio show. I wouldn't be married. Yeah. I would just be a homeless dude eating garbage and sucking my dick all day. <laughs> all day. Yeah, I get it. I and understand. No one, and no one would have fault me for it. Yeah, I uh, wish I, I wish I had that kind of limberness mm-hmm. yep. or that size dick. Yep, but alas, neither. neither. Yep, <laughs> I you did meant- get the tongue once, but I you should have seen the position I had to get into to to do that. We've talked about it so many times, and it's still so great the the sound of you hearing your own neck crack. I thought I thought I broke my neck, and I thought. Oh shit, my parents are gonna find me in this position and know exactly what I was doing. Yeah. And there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> so fucking good. Which is maybe why I have neck issues today, you know? So yeah. I back my neck is all fucked up. Um the doctor actually once did say to me, he's like, How many times have you tried to suck your own dick? <laughs> I was like, oh, a couple. And he's like, I, I think that's the disc issue you have in your back. And did he say, keep trying and eventually you'll be able to reach? Or what, what was the advice? He said, once, once those discs are all slipped, you'll have no problem. You just fold right over. Your torso will just crumple into your mouth. <laughs> It'll just live in there all the time. 
up, Slovakia? Uh, Slovakia, number 165. Amazing. Um, are you a fan of Pawn Stars? I used to be. I used to love it. Like, I used Dude, to I, love it, love it, love it. I had so much shit to do today. And I watched like 18 episodes in a row of porn star, uh, porn, <laughs> porn stars. Mm-hmm. It's the best show. That and Swamp People. Those are, are my they, two. Are they still making new porn stars or is it over? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're, I, I can't imagine that it's over. I mean, it was a hit. People love yeah, that shit. People love it. Yeah. Have you been to the actual shop in Vegas? I have, I've seen yeah. it, but I've never been in. You went inside? Yeah, yeah. What, were, you, were you going because you were a fan of the show or did you just happen yeah. to find yourself in there? Uh, no, because it's like off the beaten path a little bit. Like if you're in Vegas and you're not from there, you're staying at like some of the major hotels and that's farther up. So like you got to, you have to be going there to happen upon it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I went because I was a fan of the show and I just wanted to check out the inside or whatever. But what, uh, what's the name of the big is chum? What the hell's his name? Chumley. 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 Yep. Yeah. He's uh, the comic relief of the show. He definitely is. And he's the one yeah. who always like fucks up a sale or buys something for 20 grand when it's worth about 300 bucks. And they're like, oh, sorry. Right, but they flipped it a few times because I saw one or two episodes today where he bought something and they were like, if that fucking expert comes and says it's not worth anything, you're fucking dead. And it ends up like he does a good job. So yep. they, they even the scales. There was a, there was, was that A&E? What's that on? History Channel. History. Okay. There was like uh, a golden age of those kind of shows with, um, who's the, the gold guys? Um the ponytail, the old old guy with the ponytail who suit deals in gold and jewels and watches and it was just like pawn stars. Oh my god. They, um god damn it. I came late to that game. Like I didn't watch those shows when they were on and and hits. Right. You know? So I came kind of late <clears throat> to the pawn stars game. I came late to because I had an aversion to reality shows for a while. Okay. And I came in late on Swamp People, too, and I've watched the whole run, which is like 13 seasons, like four times already. Whoa, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. What the fuck is... There's a show... There's a uh, a place in Vegas. It's a jewelry place, and they had their own goddamn TV show. It was a father remember. and son, and it was great. A lot of angry people dealing... like. There's such a specific jewelry salesman like look and attitude. You, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you're a jewelry guy, so you must know yeah, that. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a shady hey, leather jacket. <laughs> uh, when I was dead ass broke, I knew all the pawn dealers like in Hollywood when mm-hmm. it is in the '90s. But when I was uh, when I was doing a lot of extracurricular activities in my life, mm-hmm. I had relationships with all those pawn guys, and I would have like a I have this one watch that's not worth a lot of money now, but back then it was a a decent watch that I would put into a pawn shop and get it out like 30 days later and then put it in another one and then get it out 30 days later and put it in another one. And I lived like that for like a fucking year off that watch. That's why I'll never get rid of that watch. How many times do you think you actually pawned it before? 30 at least at least wow 
Yeah. I've never been in a pawn shop in my life. Some are fun. I bet. I bet. I mean, they have I know, cool shit in some of them. I feel like uh, anything you go and buy in there, like you buy it knowing that someone else sold it in desperation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about it. The darkness of it. Cashing in on someone else's misfortune. Yeah, I'm not. I bet you can find it, but... some bats in there. Oh, there's been plenty. I'm. Mean, I, there's you know, there's been plenty of stories of people having like a uh, finding the diamond in the rough in a in a yeah, pawn yeah. shop for sure. Yeah, but usually those guys are pretty good and know what they got. But every once in a while, something comes in that they don't realize what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. Speaking of baseball, I sent you a clip the other day. Yeah. The um, <clears throat> there was a Cincinnati Reds broadcaster who mm-hmm. forgot or didn't know that they'd come back live from commercial. Do you uh, want to just play the audio and then we'll, yeah, I do. And then we'll put in the video and everything. Let me know if you can hear it. All right. Not yet. Oh, for fuck's sake, you piece of shit, bitch. Good God, man. Here it is. Capitals of the world. Reds Live, the pregame show presented by Ray St. Clair Roofing. 3 nothing ball game with the Reds in front of the Royals. We go to the top half of the fifth inning. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound. Um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, If I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. This is the best part. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that uh, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. So my dude, one, uh-huh. my one thing is this, especially at the end there. I hope maybe I can have some people that could back that up. You mean like the guy standing next to you when you said "fag capital of the world" over the live air, dude? <laughs> like, like you said it. Just own up to it. Be like, you know what? I said it. I don't mean it. People say shit, but like, I'm a man of faith. I'm not that. That's not me. If I've offended, I get, look, if I offended anybody, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean? But like, or you did and like, like or you did and just, yeah. And you, you're stupid enough. You're, you're not intelligent enough to understand that your job is mostly on air stuff and just don't shit say shit like that at fucking work ever. 
This you dude, know. this dude has worked for the Cincinnati Reds for so many years. And you'd probably assume that before that he was probably in TV already. And I think everyone who's ever done TV or any kind of, I mean, radio, anything around microphones, you learn pretty early, assume you're always being taped. Right. Always assume someone's recording. Nah. So like they were in Kansas city and, and apparently he referred to Kansas city as one of the fag capitals of the world. And um, <clears throat> my favorite part of the entire thing is mid apology, heartfelt coming from the, coming from the heart. He stops to make a home run call. <laughs> like Which the broadcaster his... in him couldn't resist. Yeah. Yeah. The broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. Right. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm a little English now. It's all right. The broadcaster. The broadcaster. Um, he stops to make the call, and it's so bittersweet because it's a home run. He can't be excited about it, and it's probably the last call he's ever going to make. Yeah, which he's, is kind he, of he's poetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look. Here's the thing. You said it. You can say I'm not like that. You know, like. I'll admit I say shocking fucked up shit behind closed doors to people that are my friends who understand that I'm just joking, mm-hmm. but it does hurt other people. And I would never say it like that. You know, right, I right. get what he's trying to say. Maybe he really isn't. And he was just trying to impress the guy or da da da, Or maybe he is just, if he's a man of faith, he's probably, that was probably not far off from what he fucking thinks. That also went through my mind. Like if you're, uh, for the most part, like the Bible is not super stoked on, on gay people, depending on how yeah. you interpret it. Don't start your apology with, I'm a man of faith as right. a way to dig yourself out of the hole. Cause that just puts more dirt on top of your pal. That. And also like, if you're a man of faith, I thought you're supposed to like, you know, not try to hurt people and not, uh, no. Cast, cast, whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> yeah. Aspersions or I don't yeah. know what they say. But uh, yeah, what a fucking idiot. That might be the best part of this baseball season so far. Pretty great. Now, what's going on with baseball and, uh, and um, basketball? I know that they're not playing games because of what's going on. And, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> things are, I mean, people, people know that the, the U S is in a pretty wild political <laughs> racial for, situation. Yeah. For you fans in Slovakia that don't know what's going on here in the States. <laughs> We're talking to you, buddy. Um, you. Yeah. So the, the, there's like, basically there's like a civil war happening right now. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it's mostly started from, you know, police violence towards mostly black people. And, and it's been going on for hundreds of years and, um, there's been protests happening for months now and uh, athletes are starting to, you know, uh, uh, not play games just to kind of bring attention to like, there's the basketball players stopped for two days in the middle of the playoffs just to bring attention to this shit. And like, you think mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, like all, all you want to do is win a championship. That's the most important thing about being an athlete. And right. they're finding this to be a more important thing. And baseball's doing it. Hockey's doing it, which is like the whitest sport, yeah, I, can, I yeah. can think of, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, I, I couldn't name you one black hockey player. Right. But also hockey has a big Canadian, if not more than the U S and weirdly, like a lot of players come from Canada mm-hmm. and they're a white, uh, 
let me be careful how I word this. They're predominantly white audio uh, uh, fan base. Well, not fan base, but the people who go into hockey are predominantly white people who live up in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have what we have here as far as the racism. They really don't. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that hockey with a huge Canadian base in it and it's at its nucleus almost because of player uh, acquisition from that country yep. are like, this is fucked up. Like, let's not do it because they don't, they don't have that there. Like we have it here and it's right up there mm-hmm. and they just don't live that way. They don't think that way. So it doesn't surprise me that they're taking suit. I know that the NBA was kind of the, the catalyst to first kind of do it in other other major league athletic teams are taking suit with it. But, uh, you know, and then there's pushback from people who are like, Oh, they can afford to not play. Cause they're sitting on millions. Let me tell you, not, there's like a handful of guys that make the fucking millions and millions of dollars in certain sports. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys are doing this for a living and it's not that easy. You know what I mean? They're not getting endorsement deals and they're not getting, you know, um, who, who can LeBron James afford to not play in games? Sure. But a lot of his teammates aren't in the same position. Do you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Yes. So, but you're getting, I've been hearing a lot of pushback of like, Oh, that does nothing. You know, uh, now they get to take a night off from work, which I guess Jared Kushner said, like, you know, they're just taking a night off from work. And it's like, really dude yeah. <laughs> that's what you got from that <laughs> you're a little out of touch yeah you know um, says says the whitest person in the country you know what i mean like whatever that's yeah, unbelievable so the uh the red Sox have one black player his name is jackie mm-hmm. bradley jr mm-hmm. and um he's been there forever amazing dude uh, people that i know that know him say he's a great human being so he came to the team the other day <clears throat> it was the day of the rnc when Trump was going to speak and he went to his teammates and he said, guys, I'm not going to play today just out of solidarity with what's going on, but I want you guys to play. If you want to play, they decided <clears throat> as a team to stand behind him and also not play. So they postponed the game, right. which is surprising because Boston's full of racists. It's like one of the <laughs> most racist cities in the country. Like, for oh, real. I know. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but not. No, but it's yeah. true. So the Red Sox were the last team to have a black player on it mm-hmm. by by like eight years. So it wasn't right, even like right. a few months. But they were they like they're like no, we're not doing it. So right. the the t- team decides to rally around Jackie Bradley Jr. And on that day off, one of our relief pitchers named Ryan Brazier. Was, one of our relief pitchers. Hold you mean on, one of just, the Boston Red Sox relief pitchers. He works for me. I, I pay a salary. <laughs> so ahead. he started ret- retweeting all this uh, pro-Trump stuff and stuff from the RNC. And so these protests came out of this last guy, Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times in the back by mm-hmm. police. Mm-hmm. Um, former who was in, who's incidentally like just walk into his car because he had three kids in him he he was in a scratch uh, he was fighting with some people but right. regardless i can't imagine <clears throat> a scenario where being shot in the back seven times is cool it's just unnecessary yeah right so also uh celtics old coach doc rivers mm-hmm. had this uh very moving speech where he's crying and saying like you know mm-hmm. he's black 
Yeah, I saw that. And like, you know, we love America and America won't love us. So this pitcher for the Red Sox retweeted a video making fun of Doc Rivers crying and how, uh, <laughs> and, and Doc, Doc Rivers is like a Boston legend. Like he, dude, he's not a Boston legend. He is a basketball yes. legend. Like yeah. even I'm not a huge basketball guy and yep. I know who he is. I know what his life has consisted of. Like I know what he's done. Yep. He's huge. He was the coach for the Clippers too, he's, right? He still, is, he still, he still is right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, he's, he was in Boston forever and championships and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And his dad was a cop. So he knows mm-hmm. what he's talking about. So this pitcher this is a respected, yeah, yeah. A respected, accomplished individual. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And a Boston legend too. But when you have someone on the Red Sox shitting on a, uh, another legend, it, it, it was weird. So yeah, yeah, I saw these retweets and I started like, adding the dude on Twitter being like, you know, dude, you couldn't have waited one day. Like you're supposed to be, have your opinions. That's all great. But like, you couldn't mm-hmm. wait one day when you're supposed to be rallying around the only black player. And <clears throat> I don't know how it happened, but the Boston beat writers picked up on my tweets and mm-hmm. they did investigating. And now it's become this, like so I got a message from a Boston sports writer saying, Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We had no idea writing a story about it now. Now it's become this big story in Boston where they're asking the player about it in interviews after the games. And he, he's had to go around and apologize to Jackie Bradley, apologize to the two black coaches. And mm-hmm. now all the fans want him off the team. Gone, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Is, are you sure that there's not going to be any backdoor mail slot on this story that's going to fuck up your tweet fame? I checked this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you checked. That's what I checked. That's what I checked. Yeah. And hopefully those journalists <laughs> don't get a hold of your Instagram page. Oh, they will. And I'll, I'll get even bigger, dude. Just wait till I get on TikTok. I need to get on TikTok. Oh God, dude. Don't. It, what else, what else seriously? I, start doing, I start doing the dances. Seriously. Dude? If you, if you get on TikTok. I'm going to physically assault you. Will you promise? It's you not will? about, it's not about, like I'm not gonna do the show or whatever. It's gonna be I'm gonna drive around late at night with like a ski mask on and fuck you up. You know, I mean, you're you're an ex junkie, and I'm at, I'm sure there's times that either you've said or someone said, listen, if I get high again, beat the shit out of me. If I get on TikTok, I do want you to hurt me physically. Okay, all right, and you, I'll gladly. I Please. will help you. I will be your friend. If you see me do that, like the dancing and like yeah. the thing where like where you go up to the screen and you pop back and you're in a different outfit. I will beat your wet ass pussy to death. Wait a minute. I might do that outfit one once where I come in all disheveled and come back and I'm beautiful. (laughs) Oh my God. It's getting to the point where it's like the things that I say about you behind your back are becoming true. Wait a minute. What, (laughs) what are you talking about, dude? (laughs) What stuff? Ah, Yeah, this is just fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy out there. So that kid, so the 17-year-old kid from Illinois drove to Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Kenoga Park? Yep. Do you know know what happened in Kenoga Park? No, what happened? Appetite for Destruction was recorded there. Probably the best thing that ever happened in Canoga Park. Which is very prophetic, you know, appetite for destruction <laughs> mm-hmm. and all the destruction What's in going Canoga on Park. Yep. Yeah. So the 17-year-old kid, like, drove from Illinois to Wisconsin to go to these protests and ended up shooting three people, 
with an AR-15 and killing two mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the video of the whole thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where afterwards he walks to the cops with his hands up, with a rifle on his chest, walks up an to, assault rifle, an assault rifle, and he mm-hmm. walks up to the passenger window of a police car, and there's a bunch of like police, like a uh, uh, inf- uh, infantry trucks or whatever there, infantry, uh-huh. and, and they all drove past the kid. Yeah, Just and nothing. even one of them said something like, "Where'd the guy go?" or some some weird statement like that, like asking for directionals, and he's pointing. And people are yelling and pointing, this guy's shooting people. This guy's shooting people. And he walks up to the thing with a fucking rifle and they let him go. And minutes earlier, do you see the video of them giving him water beforehand? Yeah. You saw that. So the Uh the cops, I saw the whole thing. Yeah. Like you guys want some water. Thanks for being here. And I'm just like, listen, I'm a pro cop dude, but this shit is, is out of control. First of all, that kid looks like he's 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it it really was like you can really see how angry you would be, especially if you couple it with a dude getting shot seven times in the back, a guy with the fucking knee and is that all that stuff. I get I get it, you know what I mean? But when you see that and they're basically what they're saying with well, he's a white kid, there's no way he's the guy. That's what they're saying, and that's the message. And My whole thing is this. Do people not watch the same news or hear the same stories that you and I hear? They don't. Because the the fact that like there's no one around that's like, we better really be hyper vigilant on who we shoot in the back, who we kill right now, who we uh, everybody should be a suspect, not just, you know, African-Americans or, you know, it should be, you know, look at let me tell you something. There's a lot of good white people. There's a lot of fucking crazy maniac ones too. How many fucking black serial killers are there? A few. There's a couple. Yeah. Most of them are white dudes. You know, yeah. like I you know, I don't know what point I'm really trying to make other than why I don't understand how you would not if you're law enforcement and I'm not knocking law enforcement. So don't give me that shit. On we my need, we need them. We rely we on need them. them. Yes. And this whole fucking defund and all that, that's all, that was all a trolling trick that really worked that, that the left bought if you ask me, but that's a whole nother story. But if there's someone, a citizen who's not in a uniform, who when you're out in something like that, you pretty much know who's who, <laughs> you know, like he's obviously not an undercover. You know what I mean? He's 17 years old. He looks like he's fucking four. Mm-hmm. How do you not? Hey, buddy, come here for a sec and check him out. You like, know what I mean? How, and they, now, especially heard, now in this time of what's going on here, like they heard gunfire everyone's running away and there's a kid walking towards you with a rifle with his hands up, basically being like, Hey, I'm here. This is me. It's me. So they drive away. This motherfucker gets back in his car and drives back to Illinois with his mom, with his mom, his mom drove him there. Yeah. Which is what, that's the other question too, is is like, it's got to start at home. It's got to, this shit is not, you're not going to change anybody's opinion. Now you got to start changing 
the opinions of people who have young children right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Because that, that, that kid didn't just pick that up. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, what are his parents? It like? wasn't his gun. So like, mm-hmm. how are you going to get that gun in your car without your mom knowing? Like the mom has to have been at least okay with this. Yeah. You know, did you see the, uh, the Kenosha police official response to it? Uh-uh. They said something like those people wouldn't have been shot if they weren't out past curfew. Oh yeah. I did see that. Cause I was, I, they, they played a clip of that on uh, John Oliver, I think, or Bill Maher. One of the two, I think John Oliver, they he shouldn't have been out cur- past curfew. Yeah, they shouldn't have been out as if they brought it upon themselves that some maniac fucking kid started shooting people. That is no different than saying women who get raped shouldn't dress sexy. It's the same exact fucking thing. They were Uh, just asking for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, We got so much work to do. (laughs) There's so much work to do in this country. I I don't have faith, to be honest. I I get it. I I just don't. I just don't think there's the human being side <clears throat> to consider what human beings are, what they're capable of and what they fall way short of insecurities and egos and this and that. And there's like a lot of work just on the human being level, but then take it out of that category and put it into the American level. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's our country let's admit it is made up of mostly stupid people i don't uh, know if it's like that in every country i would agree yeah I, would, I think we're pretty stupid yeah we're a stupid country i'll admit that myself Slovakia, myself included sometimes let me tell let me tell, let me tell oh you're definitely included in there thank you i have certain pictures too that prove how stupid you look sometimes <laughs> Likewise, I sent you one the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Dan and I have this thing where if there's a bad picture taken, like from far away, it looks okay. And then you zoom in and our eyes are like, (laughs) so like, (laughs) (laughs) and we send them to each other constantly. But, uh, yeah, but, but, um, I really do feel like, we're just uneducated. And I'm not saying that as like a Todd fucking rant of like, fuck people are so stupid. I'm not, I'm really not. We're uneducated mo- on the whole here. In a sad you know? way, not in a funny way. Yeah. In a yeah. sad way, not in a funny way. And, um, even other countries that are under different rule or dictatorships or, or, um, communist regime or whatever, seem more educated in the in the fullest sense of the word they might be fanatical they might be you know religious fanatics or they might be you know what i mean but it's just i i just really i really don't see a future a good future for this country that's a bummer yeah and the people who do have intelligence play the people who don't Yep. That's the way it's always been here. That's the yep. way it's always been here. And you, it seems like you get into this position from what I've seen of people's careers over history, being a history buff. They go in it with good intentions and they're going to change shit. And then they're in the game and they can't play the game that way. 
So they figure, well, let me play the game the way it's being played, and then I'll change it from within. And then they become exactly... Yeah, they they get corrupted. Yeah. And I think that's evident in our consumer culture. I think it's evident in reality shows, how big those people have become and stars are made from people who are unsavory, un no you know unscrupulous egotistical fucking narcissists and that's who people praise to and you could sit there and watch it and be like ah oh, but it's you know it's uh, mindless tv or i like the way that they're so fucking such horrible people and it's entertaining that's why i can't watch those kind of shit i can't watch housewives shows and the real housewives of the rotten, disgusting people that people put on a pedestal because they're getting ratings. And yep. I think that that's, you know, whatever. I just, I don't see, I'm not, I'm cynical. I'm not an optimist about this. That's why I love the Osborne so much because you get the reality ridiculousness, but you also see a family that has done stuff and that actually care about each other and like get the joke. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. get that with the housewives, people that are just like uh, detached from reality, not to say Ozzy is attached to reality, but you know, there's something different. There's something wholesome. Will, there's nothing wholesome about all that other shit. I will say this and you've had many interactions with him and I've had tons of interactions with him and I know some, you know, insiders in that world mm-hmm. of, of theirs. He's way more attached than people think. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? He's and he's highly fucking intelligent too. Like he knows exactly what the fuck's going on. And and uh yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, he's got there there's some new show coming out now about him. Oh, is there? Yeah. Uh I just saw I like today, I just saw the promo for it today. Like I, Rick Rubin was talking about him and a bunch of other people oh. and he's in it, but I think it's a show. I don't think it's just a documentary. I'm going to be like, when I'm an old man, I'm going to be really, really grateful that I lived through the age of Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. He's truly one of my favorite people. And I don't know him personally really at all. I've met him a couple of mm-hmm. times, but don't know him. But musically that voice, he's easily mm-hmm. maybe my favorite voice of all time. There was one time, one of the greatest moments that I had in a vanity narcissist way was with him. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he had watched Morning Sun. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I was at an art show and he was there. And I always think he doesn't know who the fuck I am. I met him several times. But I always say, I don't know who the fuck I am. And he caught me out of the corner of his eye from across the room and he fucking beelined over me with his coat and his hair and his glasses and he beelined over. He's like, I fucking saw the fucking movie. And he started telling me about it. Yeah. And he started telling me about what he liked about it and the scenes that he liked. Oh my fucking God. And uh, he's like, fucking great job. And you know, and so it wasn't, it wasn't he knows, just like, hey, saw the movie, good job. He gave you... He no, came, he, he wanted to talk about it, and he saw me and walked over, and it was like, I, I you know, people say, oh, the movie's good, like, I'm detached. I'm like, oh, cool, thank you, or whatever. And, and But it was a fucking cool moment for me, 
you know, I mean, I guess he associates me with Dave too, because most of the times I've met him or had any conversation with him with Dave, but, uh, you know, um, and there was one other time where he said to me, uh, I was over at their house because I was friends with Jack. Okay. Doing something over there. And Luca was an infant and I bought Luca over there. I didn't hang out there all the time. Don't get that impression. But there was one time I needed to be over there. And every time I had seen him since for years, like he would say, how's the fucking baby? And now I, it's like the baby is taller than I am now. And has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, and, sh- and Nick this <laughs> self this morning shaving for school. Did and he? now it looks like, yeah. And now he's like, should I shave this one? I'm like, if you want. And he shaved his mustache and he nicked himself really bad. So it just looks like he has huge herpes on his lip Hell online yeah. all day. That's even cooler. It looks <laughs> yeah. like he's fucking. Yeah. COVID be damned. I'm fucking. How's that HPV kid? I talked to Ozzy on the telephone when I was a teenager. I was like 14, 13, 14 years old. Do you remember um, uh, Loveline? Of course you remember Loveline. <laughs> famous, famous Jessica. Me and Dave were on at one time. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to that. So Ozzy was on Loveline when I was in high school. And it was when he was talking about retiring or something back in like the mid nineties. And, uh, I was able to go on the phone and ask him if he was really considering retiring. And he said, of course not. Uh, you know, I, 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 I couldn't retire and being like 13 or 14 and talking to Ozzy Osbourne on the phone, like that was the coolest shit ever. That was long before yeah, I yeah, ever met yeah. anybody famous in my life. Yeah. 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 But he's a, he's, he's good shit. He's a living legend. A hundred percent. Yep. But all right, what else we got? I don't know. What do you got, dude? My my brother, my little brother sent me a text earlier. Um, uh, we're talking about my mom, and uh, we're trying to get my mom moved to her new place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my little brother, he was fucking, he was kidding, but he said, um, "Mom's threatening to never talk to me again if I eat her out." <laughs> And I was like, what? What the fuck did you say? And he goes, oh shit, autocorrect. I meant <laughs> chew her out. <laughs> she won't talk if I eat her out. <laughs> His mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost spit that green water out all over my computer. Dude, the text if, if made me laugh so hard. She's threatening to never talk to me again if I eat her out. And I was like, well, nor should she. And he said, uh, chew, fucking autocorrect. The worst correction ever. I feel dirty. (laughs) He should. That's fucking hilarious. And then I thought, uh, like, it's so funny that, like, chewing someone out, like, chewing and eating are a very similar thing. Chewing someone out is fine. Eating someone out who's related to you is not very good. No, not at all. That's a little too close for the English language. Uh, Depending upon how hot they are. True. My mom, she's a, she was smoking when she was younger, but you know, things have you changed. You would have ate her out when she was 16. I mean, technically when I was born, my mouth was all over it when I came out. Yeah. yeah. I always run that joke. I always say the first pussy I ever ate was my mom. Yep. And you're, uh, it's gross. Yeah, like on the way out <laughs> and you, your dick slid against it when you're coming out. Yeah. 
Dude, you fucked your mom, dude. Nine nine months trying to get out, the rest of your life trying to get back in. Hopefully into a different woman, though. Um, I was watching some uh, something on YouTube, some comedy thing. It was like a round table of comedians with an audience. And Gary Shandling, who's fucking hilarious. Have you ever seen that documentary? Oh, wait. Yes, I did. It was great. The one, yeah, like a five-parter. It goes into his spirituality and all Judd that. Apatow. Judd Apatow did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. If you haven't seen it in Slovakia, if you haven't seen it, get the Gary Shandling doc. Um, there was something. He, was, he happened to be on it. I wasn't looking for Gary Shandling stuff, but I always enjoy him. Anyway, so they're talking... And one of the comedians, oh, it was Ray Romano. He's like, uh, he's talking about, uh, <laughs> he's talking, he's talking about, he's one of those guys that I never thought was funny until I caught a bunch of Ray Romano. Uh, what was his TV show called? Everyone Loves Raymond. Loves Raymond. Until I caught a bunch of them like on a flight to New York or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's pretty funny. And then anyway, so he was talking and he was like saying they were getting into psychology and upbringing and comedians in pain, you know, that, that old thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, you know, I forget exactly the joke he made, but he was like, um, uh, my dad never hugged me when I was a kid. He's like, well, that's not true. He hugged me. Like when I, after I became TV star, you know, he gave me a hug. Uh, and they were like, well, how did that feel? You know, after all those years, like somebody said that actually Judd Apatow was there too. And he's like, well, it was, uh, it was a little awkward. And he's like, uh, especially cause we were naked. Like that was the joke and ha 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 ha. And then Gary Shanley just, he's kind of sitting there the whole time like this, not saying stuff. Then he interjects and he goes, I remember my mother, when I was a kid, she used to come into my room and tuck me in at night and whisper into my ear, fuck me, honey. <laughs> I literally was on the floor like, for like 25 minutes. That's good shit. It was just, it struck a chord with me so hardcore. Yeah, cause it, because that's totally aligned with our humor too. Yeah, yeah. It's but the perfect. Way- the way he just so deadpanly, like, yeah, she just tucked me in at night and she's just say, whisper in my ear, fuck me, honey. <laughs> Everybody just hit the floor. That's really good. Did you ever anyway. see that? That uh, there was another comedian roundtable um, um, with Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld, um, Ricky Gervais. Ricky and, Gervais, yeah, I saw it. And Chappelle, or Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. That is one of the best, like, discuss because there's not, like, they're not trying Louis, to be funny. What? Louis C.K. talks about his awesome possum shirt, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just four guys, like, with totally different comic styles discussing, like, why do you do the comedy that you do? Like, what do you find funny? And uh, it was just really interesting because, like, Jerry Seinfeld and Louis C.K. could not be more different comedians. Yeah. But there's something it's just it's so neat um what's yeah. it is it what's it called comedians talk comedians on i don't remember it what it's called oh, it's really comedians good. in cars getting coffee with jerry also great. is great mm-hmm. yeah binge those they're easy quick and they're great yep um all right let's wrap this up do we have listener questions no i didn't check we might right. but i didn't look all right. 
That's fine. Uh, we'll but save people, it for listen, next time. everyone, uh, go to our Instagram at Reform Radio and send us audio messages or questions, and we'll read them on the show. Please go to iTunes, Spotify, leave a review, subscribe. We need that stuff. Thank you. Um, Todd Newman, nice job, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I will thank you not to continue in most of the behaviors that you engage in. There'll be more. We'll, we'll see what's, yeah, we'll see. We'll see um, what's going to happen. I'm probably going to talk into an empty screen next week. I'm probably going to drop a new one tomorrow. You're going to be dropping a friend and co-host as well. Just think that, about that. It might be worth it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it's worth it or not. We'll see. All right, buddy. You're going to be sitting in that fucking chair, screaming into that mic. What have I done? <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Um, we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.